Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the EKN Outlap here on the EKN Radio Network. It's episode number 15, January the 19th, 2001. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. And as always, the, the preview podcasts here are Outlaps looking at an upcoming EKN Trackside Live event. We preview the race, talk about the teams and drivers that are coming, uh, any maybe special stories that are happening. This particular event we're jumping into today, looking at this coming weekend's opening round of the 2021 Challenge of the Americas presented by Royce and Baxter. We'll talk more about that, but let's get in first and foremost and and tell you who our presenting sponsor is today. It's the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the -the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 40 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. And again, as we jump into this edition of the EKN Outlap, part of our EKN Trackside Live coverage uh, for the entire weekend, the Challenge of the Americas, kind of our bookend podcast, the Outlap Preview, the Debrief Race Report, which we'll record next Tuesday. Uh, The event, of course, is coming weekend, January 22nd, 23rd, 24th. We're heading to the Phoenix Kart Racing Association, the Formula K Raceway in Glendale, Arizona, rounds number one and two of the six-round championship. David, uh, 14th season. It began back as the Rotax program uh, Gators Cup back in 2008, but the 14th season and a lot of evolution as well for the program uh, run by Andy Saisman. Yeah, we were there for the announcement of the program in Centennial, Colorado. I bet you don't, re- I bet you remember that, don't you? I remember being there. I don't remember the announcement, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, they had a welcome dinner. Uh, it was in a hangar at the airport, which oh, is right remember that. the racetrack. Yeah. Joe right. Ramos was there. Yeah, obviously, all the dignitaries for Rotax was there, and Andy made the big announcement. You know, Alan Rudolph was working at Bondurant back then. I think they were there as well too, representing Bondurant. So, uh, yeah, it's been a long, long tenure for this uh, for this program going into a 14th season. Obviously, it's you know it's changed over the 14 seasons. Obviously, for for road with Rotax for many of those years, and now under the Rock Cup USA banner. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and now heading to a track that's uh, been around a long time as well, one of kind of the the, the foundation uh, programs, uh, tracks rather, in the Southwest, uh, Formula K Raceway, formerly known as Formula K Raceway. What, what is the official name now? Is it just they don't have one. They don't, they don't have one. I, I, I double-checked the website. The club doesn't have an official yeah. name, so I, we're, we can still call it the Formula K Raceway because it technically hasn't been renamed. So... Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll call it what we call it PKRA. I mean, that's just a simple, easy term. We do need to get dig in deeper because it's, you have down here that opened in the late 1990s. And I know that I was, I was heading out to Formula K Raceway when I, I think it was 1996 or 1997, might've been 97 when I was, when I started working with national cart news and I was going to go out to the WK constructors championship race, wasn't able to actually get there. Uh, but it was, that was Formula K Raceway back then. Uh, so open, as you said, in the, in the late nineties. Well, it's why it's why we need to to write books and and get all this information (laughs) down because, you know, websites change all the time and people like, oh, we don't need this information on there. Well, you know, it'd be nice to have it on there. (laughs) Dave, interesting that uh, and you have this on our notes here that uh, among the few facilities still owned by solely by the organization. Well, yeah, you uh, 
that's one of the uh, foundations of our sport was all these tracks were built around clubs or organizations yeah. and and they maintained the facilities, ran the facilities. Now more and more, we're starting to see, you know, different companies take over uh, racetracks. There's still very few uh, member-owned facilities that are still in the United States. Probably the United States is probably one of the only places where they do have that, I, I would assume. I don't know, you know, I don't know how it is in other countries. That's something that, you know, we could obviously look into. But uh, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's 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 becoming less and less each year because we're seeing obviously, you know, organizations are mostly member run and they're nonprofit. So nobody's getting paid. And and so it's all volunteer work. And, and that's one thing that the, the PKRA uh, does is put in a lot of time to their facility, a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of money into their facility. Cause it's not one that sits there for, you know, four or five months in the, in the winter, like we have up here. Yeah, right. Uh, they're they're on track twelve months out of the year, so they're they're literally open aside for for holidays and and stuff like that. So it's it's open nonstop, and I mean you see it all the time during the winter. There's there's teams that move, that go down there just to get some some seat time in, and, and and so it's it's a busy facility. It's in a it's in a heavily populated city, so uh, it, it's it's yeah it's it's it has a unique characteristic to it. Yeah, no doubt. We love coming to the PKRA, and I've been going there for many years. I think the Scusa Promoto Tour, the first time I went there was 1999, I believe. That's where it kicked off. Uh, 11th time for the Challenge of the Americas to visit the PKRA facility. We're going to run that uh, three-quarter mile track in the full track, the clockwise direction, uh, coming down through the kink, down to the the hairpin Daytona, the right-hand hairpin there, the banked uh, corner. Uh, looking forward to that. 14 turns in total, David. We get things rolling officially on Friday, but as we're recording this on Tuesday morning, open practice, unofficial practice run by the track tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. Five rounds of practice on Friday, and as uh, Andy Saisman has done for many years, five sessions, uh, the first three, eight minutes long, then a 12-minute session. Then they run that longer 17-minute hot pit session at the end of the day, which we use to cover uh, a segment of that for the our, our happy hour as we start our ECAN trackside live coverage. But that hot pit session, people really enjoy getting that extra time on the track. Yeah, it's more of a, a race simulation, really, and to uh, to understand what the cart's going to do in a longer session. Obviously, you want to know what it does for 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 those short runs for qualifying and 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 more so the pre final. But but uh, you know something that the Challenge of Americas really does is have those long races. Uh, when we talk about, you know, pre-finals being 14 yeah. laps here and finals are going to be 20 laps, you know, that's that's well into the 17 minute range. So so that gives, you know, teams and drivers an idea of, OK, what works, what's not working. And and that last session of the day on Friday provides that. So it's not. So the one thing, too, is it's not always about being the quickest on that in that session, too. No, it's very true. Yeah, opportunity to come in and make some changes too uh, on the fly, which you don't get to do with the eight-minute sessions. Uh, round one and round two, Saturday and Sunday, same lineup for the day. Warm-up to start, qualifying, pre-final and final. David gave you a little indication of the laps. Uh, it's a 14-lap pre-finals for the primary categories, or the, the, uh, the junior and adult categories. 20-lap for finals. The cadets will run 11 laps as a pre-final in 16 lap main events. That's it for the start of the show, folks. We're just getting rolling. When we get back after this quick break, we'll go through the by the numbers. We'll give you an idea of the numbers that have we have uh, pulled in here for pre-entries. We'll look, of course, to last year, look at some of the potential trends in uh, increases and decreases. That'll all come up after this quick break here on the EKN Radio Network. <laughs> 
Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Leading Edge Motorsports and Greg Bell helped guide Danny Formel to victory at both the Rock the Rio and the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer for IP karting, which includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports is already looking forward to the 2021 season, which begins with the Challenge of the Americas, the premier winter series on the West Coast under the Rock Cup USA banner. Leading Edge Motorsports is also eyeing the Florida Winter Tour and several other programs. Arrive and Drive services to kart preparation and driver coaching are all available under the LEM 10 throughout 2021. Greg Bell has been building racing engines for over 20 years, and he's excited with the continuing growth of his new Mega Power race motor building program. It doesn't matter what color your chassis is, choose Mega Power to get to the front. For more information, click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com and find them on Facebook. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Kometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder-specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship-winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Welcome back to the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast for this coming weekend's Challenge of the Americas opener at uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Rob Howden alongside David Cole here on the EKN Radio Network. And David, uh, as we always do in these Outlap podcasts, Having a look at the numbers, uh, we do the best we can. It's kind of hard sometimes because you and I lament the fact, as do uh, as do serious promoters, that a lot of people enter late, whether it's a couple days or right, right up to the pre-registration deadline, or some even wait to pay the extra money and enter trackside. Uh, let's look at the numbers here. All total, well, we got 10 classes, I think, all total, right, uh, within the splits. Uh, with Micro Mini, Junior Senior, and Master Rock, Shifter Rock, Shifter Master Rock, and then the 300cc categories for Junior, Senior, and Masters. Uh, 107 entries last year, David. We kicked th- things off last year at Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, moving to Phoenix, and a pretty solid advancement of, uh, I think, 20% increase on the numbers we got on pre-entry. Yeah, it's it's what you want to see. We've always talked with with the Challenges in Americas and and uh, and Andy Saisman that you know 10% growth is solid you know especially when we they began with the Rock Cup USA program and and the that uh, the power plant there so it's it's steadily growing as we saw 107 last year in Tucson 
And then cow speed was a record number with 138 on our books, you know, essentially 140 on, on Andy's books, but, uh, um, it's, it, it, it moved up and that, and that's exactly what we wanted to see. And so now we're seeing that again, uh, starting out the year in, in, in Phoenix, originally it was supposed to be cow speed. Then they, or yeah, it was originally supposed to be cow speed. Then it got moved to Phoenix or it was supposed to be Phoenix. Got originally moved to cow speed. Now it's back to Phoenix. So, uh, so we, we might, we might see that, that cow speed bump again, uh, when we talk about February, but to, to start off with these numbers, uh, you know, in the, what will probably end up being in the 135 maybe range, I'm going to guess. That's yeah, what I'm going to figure that out. So, we're going to be uh, we're going to be pretty close to what the cow speed total was last year. And you look at some of the ups and downs, and it's it, one of the things. Obviously, the thing a, a promoter will look at first and foremost: so how are my cadet numbers, right? Because that's kind of where you start building a program. The young kids come in in the in the micro and mini categories. Uh, it, you know, then they stay with you for five, six, seven, eight years. You never know how many years they're going to keep running. So to have good numbers there bodes well for the future. Um, micro Rock was just three drivers last year. They doubled that to six for this particular weekend, and again, that's pre-entry numbers. Big jump though, David, in the mini rock category just four mini rocks last year 17 in total 13 more drivers in mini rock and i think that's a big thing for the challenge to get that many mini drivers coming over that's going to feed those junior classes in the next couple of years yeah for many of those are they're new to the series so that's key you also have the graduating class from micro division so that helps boost the numbers there but uh but to increase the micro number with uh, all brand new drivers that's that's very key because uh, as you as you said, that helps build the future for uh, for the program. So here's the one interesting side. We talk about a 20 percent growth. And really, this is we're seeing some of this in different areas, especially on the West Coast. Uh, there's a drop in the actual rock categories, but an increase in the senior. I mean, in the 100 CC categories that uh, VLR 100 and KA 100 combined category that the, the challenge still runs uh, driver 10 down in junior rock, uh, but 10 up in 100cc junior uh similar to senior rock down four up 14 in seniors so six drivers in junior rock five drivers in senior rock uh, masters down just a couple to 12 in the masters rock category but david you gotta just look at the 100cc senior category from 15 up to 29 that's the biggest class this weekend yeah that's going to be the biggest class and and you look at when you kind of look at percentages the 100cc categories take up a big percentage of the entry numbers uh, this weekend and and it's you know we kind of talk about trends this is this is kind of the trend that ever since uh you know the 100 cc new 100 cc packages have been introduced people are are gravitating towards those categories because a it's it's producing great racing and b because that's where the numbers are 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 trending to you getting you know drivers moving up the ranks or new drivers going right into the 100 cc where and 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 avoiding the the 125 side of things so so uh, it just kind of seems to be the trend, especially out there on the West Coast, but, you know, where people are more focused on the 100cc East Coast. I think it's kind of both. People want to do both yeah. or have the opportunity to do both where they focus on one category out West. Uh, shifters have been strong on the Challenge of the Americas program over the last couple of years. And of course, the, the Rock Shifter program, pretty strong all over the country. Uh, an increase up to 19 drivers in the in the Senior Shifter Rock category for this weekend. Uh, 13 total in Shifter Masters Rock. So the bottom line is, David, uh, in the Shifter Card category, if we're going to run them together, we're, we're, we're talking about putting, what, 31 carts on the racetrack, which is always solid. 
when we used to run them together. They they run separate yeah. now, so we don't have to worry yeah, about practice, that. But. Does he practice? You practice them together, does he not? No, no. No, I thought I thought we practiced last them year. No, they no last two years they've been separated. Uh, I th- believe they that when they first started they ran them together. Yeah, um, first yeah. The last uh, la- at least the last two years they've been separated because the fields have been very stacked with talent and quick drivers. So uh, they've been kind of the two main shows, uh, especially with the way the numbers settled. Uh, they've been the two, uh, you know, highlight of the uh, of the weekend watching these two categories. So uh, I would expect the shifter rock number to go up a little bit more with some walkups because there's some drivers that we know are probably going to yep. be there that uh, that are not registered. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we can hit maybe, you know, 40 total shifters there. What did you say total, David? What was the record number last year that we hit at at Cal Speed? Uh- I have 138, and that's based on you know how many uh, competitors took to qualifying in Cal Speed. That's the 138 that I got. So again, you know we're we're at 128 pre-entered. We already know there's some some uh, additional entries coming into uh, into the weekend already. Uh, we know some walk-ups that are going to be coming in. So again, we have the possibility to set a yeah. record. We could set a record for the first round. Now, I think this is the kicker. And we'll cap off this segment here on this EKN lap with this kicker, David. Last year, of course, that record set. There's been a number of Canadians that have come down to be part of the Challenge Americas over the last number of years, right? It's it's a, a guys going for tickets for Rotex tickets for rock tic, rock tickets uh, to the finals, the big final events. Only four Canadians down here. Obviously, the COVID nineteen pandemic and the the border closing, everything that's happened has t- made that super tough. So we're talking about potentially getting up to, to flirt with the the at, overall outright. Uh, entry record for the series, and there's only four Canadians. So literally, had this not happened with the momentum that's happening with the Challenge of the Americas, you got to believe they probably would have been 150 or higher, maybe 160, if all the Canadians could have come down. Well, it's very similar to what we saw at the uh, the Cup Carts Grand Nationals in uh, in October. You know, none of the Canadians were able to come down from from the eastern half uh, of Canada down to uh, to compete in this event. Uh, so now we're seeing, you know, at least the U.S. numbers are growing in the in the Rock Cup program on the West Coast, uh, you know, especially thanks to to uh, Challenging Americas and the California Rock Championship program, and and just the, uh, you know, a lot of the teams that uh, are focused on on competing at the high high level. This is kind of the place to be on the west half of the country, and like you said, you know, a lot of those Canadians love to come down just not only to, to compete for tickets and that, but just to kind of get away. You know, again, yeah, that's a part of the program, the winter programs is, is to go where the sun is and enjoy some racing. And so a lot of the, uh, a lot of Canadians love to do that. Well, and I think that if we look forward, you know, fast forward one year to 2022 and expecting that at that point, hopefully things will have calmed down. The vaccines, of course, starting to work its way through certain areas. Uh, if you know, we get back in 2022, if the borders are wide open again and we're going racing, this this uh, this series is going to explode next year. You add another 20 or 30 drivers from, from Canada, and man, this is going to be big. Uh, all right, so there you go. 128 pre-entries coming into the weekend. David had, had mentioned there's a couple already we're, we're told being added. We'll see how high we get. Uh, this was kind of how things happened at Cal Speed last year. The momentum started rolling, and all of a sudden, extra guys are getting added, and we were at that 138, 139, 140 mark. Let's see what happens when we get to Phoenix here in a couple of days. All right, uh, commercial break number two, folks. We come back. Time to start talking class by class. We'll talk We'll talk shifters. We'll talk gear banging, uh, shifter rock, and shifter masters rock after this break.
you can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market. But when you're carting to win, it boils down to one thing, you, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, and you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Alan Rudolph, with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and the new for 2020 in the U.S., the Red Speed and the EOS, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and the Scusa Winter Series and the Pro Kart Challenge, and the United States Pro Kart Series and the WK Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line or to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK directly. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network and another episode of the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast looking at this weekend's Challenge of the Americas opener in Phoenix. David, 19 pre-entries for the Shifter Rock category. Hunter Pickett was the uh, champion last year, a couple of race wins. Jake French came out and raced as well and was able to get a couple of victories. Uh, talk about the notable drivers we got coming in here because it's a pretty pretty stout little lineup and some drivers are are shifting teams as well. Well, just to begin, those two drivers won't be in, in yeah, exactly. uh, as uh, Pickett has elected to race the Florida Winter Tour this year with uh, GFC Karting. So he'll be in Phoenix, but he'll be working as essentially a driver coach uh, under the tent, uh, uh, kind of overseeing, you know, working with all the drivers under the GFC tent. Uh, French, I'm not sure yet, uh, you know, there, there was talk of them possibly coming and racing. Uh, but uh, when we get to talking about another driver, he may be there. Uh, helping out this driver as well. So we'll see. Right. But um, uh, yeah, kind of the big notables going into the weekend, uh, Kyle Wick, the 2019 Supercarts USA Pro Tour champion, making the move over to the GFC stable. So he'll be working with Pickett and all those other drivers uh, under the GFC tent, along with Jacob Gulick, who's making the move over to GFC with him. 
Uh, so two new drivers under the GFC tent, uh, Kwan Tandon and Alan Skyuto. Alan Shuto, man. We're going Alan deep. Shuto. This is good. They, they kind of moved over to the GFC towards the end of last year. So they'll be all, all four of those drivers, along with more, are going to be competing under the GFC banner. So we know uh, we'll see some GFCs up front like we did in uh, 2020 for sure. Yeah, they, yeah, uh, they were pretty good, pretty good at Tucson, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them was Coy uh, Bailey, who uh, was with GFC. He's making the move over to J3 competition uh, with the Comp Cart brand, so he's going to make the move over to that uh, Phoenix regular. So obviously knows the racetrack very well, and so we'll see if he's able to uh, convert that to uh, possible podium or victories this weekend. Uh, and then CRG, always quick in the shifter rank categories, uh, Ron White Racing uh, Ron's not racing this weekend, but has a couple of bullets in the, uh, in the gun with, uh, Enzo Prevost and Ryan Martin, uh, racing nice. on the tent this okay. weekend. Uh, interesting, David, uh, you got a couple of shots here of a, of a back to the roots, kind of an idea. Um, a couple of interesting additions to the program for, for rock shifter this coming weekend. Uh, Jack Crawford, of course, we've seen over the last number of years, uh, as one of the top junior drivers came close to winning the X30 senior final at the super nationals a couple of years ago, two time challenge of the America's champion. And actually I believe runner up last year in the ADAC German formula four championship. He's going to move to uh, FIA F3 this year. So there's a kid that's on his, uh, on the, you know, on the fast track, a Red Bull supported driver on the fast track to potentially an F1 seat if he continues to find pace, but man, good to see him coming back. Doing some shifter racing. I know he was down at the Florida Winter Tour as well. And uh, Jack Crawford going to run this weekend. Yeah, qualified fifth at the Florida Winter Tour. Uh, ended up having to start in the back for the main event. Gained 18 positions in the main event to finish 13th. So uh, certainly has a race under his belt. Has the uh, the pace to be quick. So he'll he'll be one of those to uh, to kind of break up the monotony of the GFCs up front that uh, <laughs> we're kind of expecting to see. But uh, another one that should uh, kind of be there to kind of mix things up, uh, a fellow Canadian for you. Yeah, yeah, Raymond Rossiti for Italian Motors is going to be there. And we'll talk a little more about Italian Motors when we get to the Shifter Masters rock class as well. But, you know, Raymond's a kid that uh, obviously, I say kid, he's not a kid anymore. Um, <laughs> right? Their whole Catalyst Driver Development Group as well. And uh, God has moved on to sports cars, but... Still spends a lot of time with the Valientes up in Sumas, Washington, at, at their facility. Does a lot of driving on the Italian carts, and has he and and Michael, uh, along with Stefan Rudzinski um, and Scott Hargrove, have their Catalyst Driver Development Program as well. So good to see the Italian Motors name back down here at the program. And I think uh, I think Rossini will be a guy that'll be up front as well. Yeah, he's been uh, among the contenders at Rockteria the past couple of years. So uh, yeah. so we'll we'll for sure see his name there. Let's move over to the uh, Shifter Masters Rock category. 13 pre-entries, as we'd said in the By the Numbers. Uh, Dave, you, we didn't have the champ coming back. Hunter Pickle will be there, as you said, in Shifter Rock. But Kevin Woods set the comeback and defend his championship. Really, the only returning race winner from last year as well. Yeah, that's kind of the, uh, I think, the reason why we're seeing a little bit of a drop in the numbers. You don't have Jimmy, Jimmy McNeil coming back. Neil Joseph, Ryan Yop, all three drivers won last year. They all ran with other drivers, so you you kind of factor that in. That's kind of where the numbers kind of uh, went away with with them not competing uh, at the opening round this weekend. But you could see all those drivers back for Cal Speed when we get the Cal Speed bump. So we'll see uh, if that happens in February. But as of right now, 
you know, Kevin Woods is going to be the driver to beat going in, coming in as the defending champion and uh, a race winner in last year's opener. Uh, let's throw some other names out there. P5 last year, Nick Firestone has, uh, you know, he knows the, the Arizona racetracks, so he could be a factor for sure. Eric Jackson, 2018 Masters Rock champion, uh, always in the fight. Travis Irving, uh, good to see him back banging gears as well. Former, uh, I want to say, I think he won the, won the world, excuse the world finals back in like 2000 or something like that. He's been shifting gears for many years. Mike Gouache is coming to play as well. Garrett McKelvey uh, making his what, Masters debut, right? Yeah, this is a driver we've seen kind of in the S2 range over the last few years. And uh, so it would be good to see him, what he can do, uh, making the uh, the jump to uh, to the Masters rink. Now, back to the roots again. Talk about some guys coming back and going racing. Here's two. Let's go alongside Raymond Rossitti and Italian Motors. And Michael Valiente is coming to run. That, dude, that lit, seriously caught me off guard. I had no idea that he was planning on coming down. But really cool to see Valiente coming back out. Well, just the fact that he's in the master's category is shocking because, uh, <laughs> you know, a guy like Giebler and Ron White, guys he would race back, he raced back in the late 90s and early 2000s. None of them have made that jump to the master's rank, right? Maybe Giebler a little bit in the in the single speed stuff, but I think if yeah. Giebler was racing a shifter, he would not be in the master's category. But uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, but I don't think, you know, Valiante's probably got laps under his belt, but not racing laps. So I think that's yeah. kind of kind of the difference uh, when you're trying to go up against uh, some of the young studs in in the country and, and in North America. So, uh, so yeah, it'll be shocking. It'll, it'll be, it'll be exciting to kind of see what he does uh, when we get to, uh, to the track on Friday. Well, and again, let's just say he's here to have a good time too, right? W- wants to get back out, have some fun and know, do some racing. Right. And that's the mantra of the Challenge of the Americas. You know, yeah. we continue to talk about the atmosphere in the paddock is is a fun one. And and so, you know, why not have fun while racing? So uh, we did see him at Cal Speed last year helping some drivers out that's here it. and there, but uh wasn't didn't didn't put on the helmet. So uh so now he's got the urge to uh to go to go and uh compete for for podium or victory. Another driver added to the, the master shift the rocket name we haven't seen in a couple of years. Uh, Cliff Cuella is coming out. Uh, Pure Karting was a, was a shop that he ran for many years. But yeah, Cliff's going to come out and do some racing as well. Another former, uh, I'm pretty sure, was he, was he a race winner? I think he might have been. No, he might have drove off trying to win at Phoenix in the Pro Moto Tour back in the day when the tires were melting down. But here's a guy that was a top S2 driver in the day. Uh, ex- excellent to see. And actually, a, a, not an S, a, a super pro driver in the Scusa program, not just S2. He, he went to super pro. And uh, I think he'll be pretty fast to watch here as well. Yeah, home track advantage certainly going to help him. Very uh, true. You know, a lot of uh, knowledge with the Tony OTK and the Tony Kart brand going decades back. You know, as you said, you know, back to the '90s, and uh, yeah. So it, yeah, it'll be good to see him. Uh, so if he's not if he's not cooking, he's normally racing, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. He yeah, every once in a while we go back and forth. Uh, Cliff, at least not in recent years, but other years about what restaurants to hit, right? When we're going to go to places. But hey, remember the chassis that Cliff was on. You you weren't working for us yet, but the, the the chassis he was on that at that point when he almost grabbed that big super pro win at Phoenix was the KGB. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know the KGB. Come on now. Al Rudolph used to race it. That's it. Uh, Scott yeah, Speed, it, Alex Speed. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I believe it was imported in in Phoenix. Correct. Yeah, that was the it was the Ruth family. It was Dan Ruth. That was his. That was his program. Yeah, the KGB was a good program. All right, folks. Another break in the action. When we come back, uh, we'll look at Senior Rock and Junior Rock. Uh, not a lot of entries in these categories. It'll be a quicker segment, but uh, we'll do that when we get back after this break. Made in the USA. That's exactly what you get from Precision Carding Technologies. Based in Detroit, Michigan, PKT brings over 35 years of manufacturing experience to the sport of karting. Their passion for the sport began focusing around the kid kart platform and has expanded every year with hundreds of products designed to put you on the podium. Precision Karting Technologies is known around North America for their successful line of axles available in all age groups. PKT manufactures a number of engine products for Comer, IAMI, Rock, Rotax, and the popular Briggs & Stratton 206. A wide variety of chassis components for the many brands in the sport are available through PKT, including hubs, pedal risers, skid plates, and other hardware for your cart. Axle straightening, chassis adjustments, engine service, and specific CNC machining projects are available through their Motor City headquarters. To learn more about the many products and services available from Precision Karting Technologies, head to pktaxles.com. Winning takes top quality equipment, flawless preparation, experienced coaching, and passion. And at Team GFC, we live our passion. Team GFC is focused on 2020, and we're set to make our debut at the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour in the East and return for more victories at the Challenge of the Americas in the West. We have arrive and drive packages available for all categories, including the mini and micro classes, utilizing our all-new GFC RR5 Cadet chassis, which made its debut at the Scusa Super Nationals. Join Gary Carlton and his passionate team in either of these popular winter programs to kick off the 2020 season on a winning note. Team GFC is extremely excited about launching its new Team GFC Young Driver Development Program. Learn from one of the best American carters with over 25 years racing at the highest levels of the sport, offering personalized training on and off the track. Follow GFC Karting on Facebook and Instagram or click over to gfccarting.com to learn more about joining Team GFC in 2020. GFC, live your passion. And we're back. Another episode of the EKN Outlap, our preview of the Challenge of the Americas opening weekend in Phoenix coming uh, just a couple of days. Thank you so much for tuning in here to the EKN Radio Network or potentially downloading the podcast to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, wherever you're downloading the the, uh, the, the podcast listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Rob Howard and David Cole to give you the preview. Uh, David, just five entries, five pre-entries, let's put it that way, in the senior rock class. Uh, Jake Drew, last year's champion. Uh, Oliver Cavill got a couple of wins last year. Drew, of course, with the win. Ariel Jimenez got that awesome victory at Cal Speed. Um, what are your thoughts? Is, is, I don't, is Drew coming back? I'm have to look at the, I don't think Drew's back, is he? No, that's why we don't talk about him in the notables. Uh, we a little, little look there. Again, just five drivers competing. Uh, Calvo is not able to make it. Uh, I, I I'll talk. I was I had it mentioned in the uh, senior hundred cc, but uh, yep. he's in quarantine right now, so uh, is not allowed to uh, to leave the house. 
due uh, to uh, COVID-19 issues. So, uh, so under quarantine right now, so he'll have to miss this weekend. And he said, he's, uh, hoping to see us at, uh, at Cal speed in February. That's but, tough. Uh, yeah. So again, only five drivers in this field. Uh, we have, uh, Liam Lett in, uh, finished P3 last year behind Drew and, uh, Calvo. So he'll be among the uh, top returning drivers along with Jensen Altsman, the uh, two-time Rock the Rio winner in the 100cc category. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Macy Williams making the move up to the senior ranks after finishing fifth in the uh, junior championship last year. So uh, she'll be uh, one to watch. Uh, and then another driver um, that we have is uh, Gabe Tesh, uh, another senior rookie as well, too. So uh so young drivers, some returning drivers, and then one back to root yeah. driver as well with uh, yeah. with, with uh, Andrew Zimmer. That's it. Good to see Andrew coming back. Uh, I, I saw. I think I saw on social media that he went like it went to like a local indoor kart track instead of track record as he was dialing himself in to get back down here. Like that's good. That's good stuff. Former Scusa champ back in 2013, so he should be strong. Uh, six drivers in total in the junior rock category. Uh, Enzo Delini was the champion last year. Uh, four different winners, David, last year in the junior rock category. And Enzo Delini, Frankie Mossman, oh, three different winners, Mossman. And then uh, Max Opolsky, who continued his kind of rise to the forefront in the junior categories, now moving up to senior. Uh, Diego LaRock, definitely one of the notables uh, that we'll be watching here this weekend, 2015 Challenge of the Americas champion. I think uh, Diego knows that racetrack as well. I don't know. He may have more laps on that racetrack than a lot of people right now. <laughs> He's right? probably got more laps than probably even Cliff does. <laughs> he might. <yeah. laughs> so, uh, yeah, Diego is going to be one to watch. Uh, Jesus Vasquez Jr., another driver. He raced out uh, at Florida Winter Tour already, so he's yeah. got some uh, hey, racing and, 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 belt. And David, pole position, too. Jesus was pole uh, on day two, I believe, in, in the category. So he's got some momentum and some speed as well, which is solid. Yeah, and then uh, some other returning drivers. We're expected to see uh, Frankie Mossman uh, enter at track. He was slated to go compete at the Rotax uh, Max Challenge Grand Finals in Portugal. Uh, unfortunately, that event uh, on uh, last week was canceled due to the uh, the guidelines set out by the Portuguese government. So uh, he raced at the uh, Florida Winter Tour, I believe, this past weekend, doing some car racing. I think it was yesterday and today, and then is possibly going to be entering to uh, to compete in Phoenix this weekend. Right on, right on. So there you go. That's your kind of lineup. But what else we got? We got a couple of rookies, David. That's one of the things you always talk about that, right? We talk about the, the guys that are moving up, right? From from micro to, to mini, mini to junior. A couple of rookies coming in. Last year's mini champ, Tristan Young, and G3R Euros also coming in to run in the in the junior rock class. Yeah, so even though we only have six drivers, we have a number of different stories that are going to be happening yeah, uh, throughout like the that. weekend. It'll be interesting to see kind of who stands out and who steps up to uh, to be among the contenders. Indeed. All right, there, uh, as I said, a couple of, not a lot to talk about with, with smaller entries. Uh, bigger entries when we come back after this break. We've got Senior 100cc at 29. Junior 100cc at 14 and Masters 100cc at 7. We'll go all 100cc air-cooled when we get back after this break. Jensen Button, Yas Verstappen, and Roman Grosjean. All former techno kart drivers and champions. Get ready, America, for the techno kart invasion. Formed in the 1970s, the Italian manufacturer has new representation in the U.S., and they're already winning races and championships. 
TechnoCart USA is owned and operated by top national masters drivers Lauren Tumardan and Christian Vomir, and they are focused on building the new TechnoCart dealer network. The TechnoCart line hits all the different engine platforms in American karting, beginning with the TR28 Special for four-cycle racing. The TR30 is Techno's chassis for 100cc and 125cc tag competition, and we also have a TR Cadet and Kid Kart for the drivers coming into the younger age groups of the sport. In 2021, Techno Kart USA will be attending the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour, the United States Pro Kart Series and Route 66 programs, the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals in Las Vegas, and will continue to support our home track, the Badger Kart Club. Race-winning arrive-and-drive programs are available, and kart shops interested in adding a new quality chassis to their lineup should contact us today. Be sure to follow Technocart USA LLC on Facebook and Instagram. If the dream is IndyCar, set your target on the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Our ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition. The first step is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, which features a carbon tub Tatus chassis, 180 horsepower, and a paddle shift sequential gearbox. Boost the USF 2000's output to 280 horsepower for the Indy Pro 2000 program, the second rung on the road to Indy. Add in increased grip and aero downforce, and the Tatus PM18 becomes an incredible training machine. The final step before IndyCar is the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The Dallara IL-15 boasts a whopping 450 horsepower. This car itself has helped train a third of the grid expected for the 2020 IndyCar Series. At all three levels, you race at premier venues on the same dance card as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. Former carters fill the roster of Road to Indy graduates in IndyCar, like Joseph Newgarden, Pato Award, Connor Daly, Zach Beach, Jack Harvey, Felix Rosenquist, Colton Herta, Charlie Kimball, Renus VK, and 2019 Indy Lights champion Oliver Askew. Racing karting graduates like Kyle Kirkwood and Braden Eves are in the middle of their journeys right now as well. Follow in their footsteps. If you want to race IndyCar, there is only one choice. The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network. Jumping now into uh, another segment of our Outlap podcast, a preview of this coming weekend's Challenge of the Americas. David, the uh, biggest category we're going to see this weekend, I think it's going to be some great racing. 29 pre-entries in Senior 100cc. You already talked about the fact that Oliver Cowbell not able to make the event due to having to be in COVID quarantine. Won all four races last year in the senior class. Big bump in numbers, though, in 100cc. And there's there's a lot of pretty impressive drivers to watch here. Yeah, and it wasn't all domination by Calvo. He certainly had some competition. Jackson Dunn was one of them. He finished fourth in the championship, Everest. Uh, Fedler finished fifth last year. He was among the contenders as well, too. So they'll be back. They'll be among the uh, the notables that we'll be watching. Liam Letch is going to do double duty. So he's one of the rare double duties that we'll see on the weekend. Uh, Alex Saragusa, another driver that is, uh, that is set to... Uh, to compete in this category. He was pretty quick in Cal speed. So uh, he, we might be able to see him out towards the front uh, race. Liberante, he'll be a good story to kind of watch race in the shifter category last year, 
now making the move over to the senior 100cc category aboard his uh, race factory chassis. So uh, that'll be interesting to watch. And another story, the Michael Mishoff. Um, I believe it was probably, what, four or five years ago that uh, that Mishoff was actually taken away in an ambulance at this race. Yeah. Uh, with, Had the, uh, big, the big wreck in the hairpin, right? Big, big wreck at, uh, in the Daytona corner. <laughs> Uh, thankfully was able to come out of it, uh, you know, healthy and, uh, and returned back to racing a couple of years after that. And so he's back at challenging Americas in, uh, in one of the more competitive categories as, again. Yeah. Looking to see, uh, the two guys that were in the top five yesterday for uh, last year, rather for, for forward direction motorsports, Jackson Dunn and Everest Fedler. I think both those drivers will be in the hunt, but you know, anytime Dave, when we come to some of these races, you're going to get local guys, right? And we've got some locals uh, from Arizona that are going to be very strong. They know the racetrack. Like you said, there is a lot of practice Wednesday, Thursday, unofficial practice Friday, a lot of track time for people to get dialed back in. And we've been coming to, to, to Phoenix for a number of years, so there are drivers that have been there and have experience there. Toby Longnecker, definitely one to watch. Jensen Altsman, as you had mentioned before, two-time Rock the Rio winner. Josh Campbell and Tyler Ruth, all as well, David, in the in the senior 100cc lineup. Yeah, 11 in total just from the state of Arizona making up the uh, the 29 driver field. So a lot of local talent uh, that are going to be competing for uh, for podium vic- podium uh, positions. And uh, again, this is probably one of the most competitive classes that we'll have on the weekend. Agreed, yeah. Let's go to Junior 100cc, 14 pre-entries. Alan Berg was able to win all four races last year. We didn't have a huge field in this particular category last year. But David, I don't, think, I don't know if we've ever had a lineup like this where all 14 drivers are new to the class for 2021. So no returning drivers whatsoever. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, you know, and again, like we talk about in, in the numbers, you know, getting new drivers to the series, getting them exposed to, to what the challenge of the Americas is and, and the, you know, the, the fun atmosphere that we do have there. So uh, this is, this is, you know, as we talk, the trend is moving towards the hundred CC categories and all four our all 14 drivers are new to this category. Some, some are say mini drivers moving up into the junior ranks, so that so we'll have some some drivers that we do know, but mo- majority of the drivers we just don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that we haven't seen them on the national level, so it could be very very interesting to watch. Anthony White, one of the rookies, uh, and then P two and P three last year in the mini rock category, Christian Cameron and Alex Rontala will be making their uh, rookie debuts up into the hundred cc class. David, wrapping it up with the drivers on the other end of the spectrum in the Masters 100cc, uh, seven pre-entries. Last year's champion, Nick DeGraff, I actually saw him uh, back in January. It was, it was, no, back in it was in December. When I was here in December, uh, I stopped by a, uh, an LAKC race uh, that, w- that was happening, and Nick was there. It was going to be his last race. He's got to go back overseas. He was here for work, so uh, we'll see if we see Nick back here for an event in the coming years. But that kind of opens things up a little bit. Last year's winners included uh, – included Tim Meyer, uh, DeGraff, as we said, and then Mike Smith was able to get both victories at Cal Speed. Uh, Tim Meyer is definitely going to be one of the drivers to watch this coming weekend. Yeah, he'll be one He'll be one of the drivers to watch. Uh, Mike Smith, Dana Estes, Brian Phillipson. You know, the field isn't as big, but uh, should be very competitive uh, to see those drivers going at it all weekend long. 
Yeah, again, 100cc categories are always a lot of fun. These guys have been around uh, for a long time. Let's, David, now wrap up this particular segment with a look at the Masters Rock category. 14 drivers last year, 12 drivers in Masters Rock this year. And you you have a quick look down and think of some of the guys that have always been quick at Phoenix. And Adam Kasich running for Forward Direction Motorsports. Anytime he comes down, he's in the fight. Then you got Billy Cleveland. Who, who is always quick as well. Uh, Tim Meyer, definitely a driver to watch for sure. Uh, Derek Wang's coming in as well. You know that Derek's going to be a guy that's going to run for a, for a championship. Anytime Derek Wang shows up in a Masters race, you know he's running for a race win and a championship. Yeah, Derek won two of the races last year to, uh, to go on to win the championship. Uh, Billy Cleveland won the opening round last year, finished second to uh, to Wang in the championship for Chase. So uh, they they will probably be among the top contenders. But as you said, Adam Kasich's going to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. David Brigande might be there. Uh, Mike Smith doing double duty. So that'll be say. Uh, him and uh, him and Tim Meyer doing double duty. So we'll we'll see if it uh, if it beats them up or if it helps them. <laughs> Let's be real. Do you think Smith can do double duty? He's going to sleep well every night. That's for sure. Yeah, he, he's not even going to need a drink to go to sleep. He's going to burn himself out for sure. <laughs> Good to see Mike in there running double duty for sure. But yeah, again, these, there's a number of the names that we see at a lot of those West Coast national events or even uh, you know national events around the country in terms of uh, in terms of top drivers in the Masters Rock class. So I think this is going to be some really good racing, especially at the pointy end of the grid. All right, we're going to run into our final break in this particular Outlap edition. We get back... We'll wrap it all up with our look at mini rock and micro rock. In 2020, PSL Karting will enter its 21st year of serving the North American karting community, and they're proud to be North America's importer and distributor for the legendary Burrell Art brand, having once again won Burrell Art's Distributor of the Year. PSL Karting is your source for all things Burrell Art, providing this top quality product both through their expansive dealer network or through their own pslcarting.com online store. We have over 100 carts in stock at all times, including the new Charles Leclerc line of carts carrying the name of Ferrari's Formula One pilot. PSL Karting can provide you with a Burrell Art, Ricardo, or Charles Leclerc turnkey package with an IAMI, Rotax, Rock, or Briggs power plant complete and ready to race. Whatever you need is available 24-7 at our online store, including parts and components, consumables like Amsoil, Motul, and Rotex XPS engine oil, and Vroom lubricants, Micron data acquisition systems and Unipro, and driver safety gear from Bell, Arai, Freem, and Alpine Stars. Trackside, we're also the karting distributor for Bell Racing USA. Our race trailer is always stocked with Bell helmets and components. Arrive and Drive programs, supported by PSL's experienced staff and in-house engine program, are available for all major U.S. and Canadian events. When you're ready to win, call PSL Karting or visit one of our dealers. Motor mounts are critical to producing 100% of the power your engine has to get you on the podium each and every time. Odenthal Racing Products provide the best motor mounts in the karting market today. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience, providing products with unmatched quality and value for the karting market. Our newest product is the Pro Series mount for two-cycle engines, available in 0, 5, and 8-degree angles, 
providing a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a medium with fins underneath to help dissipate heat off the engine. Our four cycle EZ set is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, ORP wedge clamps get the job done, featuring a number of updates to its design for a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28mm to 32mm in both standard and Euro sizes. Head to OdenthalRacing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, made in the USA. Welcome back to another edition of EKN Outlap. We're going to wrap up our look, our preview of the categories for the upcoming Challenge of the Americas opener in Phoenix, Arizona this weekend. Looking forward to getting to that racetrack, getting up into the uh, the container and start announcing some races. Uh, David will have that camera out to start getting the shots for you. Our EKN trackside live coverage, of course, all weekend long. Always with the top tens on Twitter and Facebook. That way you can follow along if you're not able to be uh, tuned into the broadcast. David, uh, let's start with the mini rock class to wrap things up here. 17 pre-entries in total. Uh, last year's champ, Tristan Young, making the move up into the junior category. Christian Cameron was able to get a couple of victories as well, as did Parker Long. One of the notables, of course, to watch this particular weekend, though, P4 last year, Alex Chartier. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the thing. All those winners from last year moved up to the junior ranks, so yeah. uh, opens the door for all 17 drivers in this category to kind of take over uh, as the leader in the category. So, again, he's the only charter – Chartier is the only returning driver from last year. So that's going to be kind of opening up the door for a lot of these new drivers to kind of be uh, make a name for themselves, uh, including rookies coming up from the micro division, uh, Kyle Drysdale and Cypress Andrus. They finished second and third in the micro uh, rock category last year. Yeah, you know, I look at a couple of names. I scroll through them here. Uh, you know, I scroll down to John Antonino. Uh, driving with Race Factory. And John's been a kid that we've watched over the last couple of years really get at it. He was pretty impressive at the Scuso, uh Summer Nationals as well. I got to think that he's going to be a guy that could be in the fight as well. Would you agree? Yeah, certainly agree. Uh, you got a, a third-generation driver, Rocky Moran. Uh, he, you know, we'll see uh, if he if he's able to uh, step up the game along with uh, uh, Truly Adams, another uh, karting name uh, in the SoCal region as well, too. Yeah, look at Jacob Longnecker as well. His uh, brother Toby's very quick, so you got to figure there's a bunch of guys are going to be able to dial things in. Wrapping it up right now, six entries. We doubled the entries for Micro Rock last year. We had uh, three this year, six. Nico Sarfati, uh, the champion last year, running with uh, GFC as part of the GFC driver development program. Nico focusing, as David had mentioned, on uh, the Florida Winter Tour. He scored three wins last year. Uh, Kyle Drysdale, who moves up to Mini Rock, scored one. So again, another one of these deals, David, Micro Rock. We have all six drivers new to the series. And that's, that's just such a good thing for the program. Yeah, you add in the 20 that uh, are in the Junior 100cc category. You know, that's 20 new entries that uh, that the program didn't have last year. So uh, you know, for the drivers that we did not get back, you know, these 20 entries make up for all that. And uh, and especially you want it in the micro division, because, again, it it helps to uh, to grow that future of the Challenge of the Americas program. Yeah, a couple drivers uh, with GFC, I believe uh, Julian Sanchez and Jackson Porter. Um, you've got Reese Bowman with uh, Forward Direction Motorsports, Braylon Underwood with Race Factory. But I'll tell you, again, coming off a pretty good run 
at the Scooser race at Homestead, uh, I think Ashton Woon could be a driver to watch in this class too. Yeah, home track too as well. So yeah. he'll have that uh, that knowledge going into the weekend. So he could be the driver to beat. We'll see. We'll have to see uh, come Friday. That's it. We, we don't know right until we get there on Friday to see who stepped things up. David, that's it, man. Are you uh, you ready to go or what? Ready to see some sunshine and some racing. <laughs> that's exactly it, uh, folks. As you as you know, you can listen live all weekend long www.ecardingnews.com slash live. That's the link. You can also listen on the Mixler.com page if, the, if you want to do that. That way, if you download that app, you can listen actually on your phone as well. You can listen right on uh, the EKN page on, on your mobile device as well. And as I said before, follow along on social media. We'll use the hashtags at EKN at Coda, at PKRA, and at Let's Rock. No, no, uh, if you use- Hashtag EKN at Coda. What did I say? Hashtag, you said at. Oh, hashtag. I said the, hash- <laughs> I said the hashtags. I so know, hashtag EKN at Coda. There you go. Hashtag PKRA. Hashtag Let's Rock. I appreciate there the, the uh, clear. Hashtag Rob's getting old. <laughs> Hashtags Rob's and banging out podcasts. <laughs> hey. Hey now. Busy, busy, busy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to get back at Dave. I'm sure you're, uh, you know, I was going to go on my phone to try to figure out how, how cold it is right now in Grand Rapids. I didn't even look at the weather. Uh, wait, let's talk about weather. Did we even even look at that? I have. Uh, what's, well, it's what's your 20, weather? Hey, first of all, first of all, what's your weather like? It's 27 degrees here today. Uh, tomorrow is only supposed to be high of 24. Uh, when I looked at the weather yesterday for for Glendale, it looked to be like a chance of rain on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, temperatures in the 60s, maybe high 50s for the weekend. Ooh, that makes things interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You're right. Low 60s, high 60s, 50% chance of rain on Saturday, 40% chance of rain on Sunday. That would make things very interesting. That's a wrinkle we didn't talk about at the start of this, did we? No, we didn't talk about it. And we don't want to talk about it because it's not going to do it, right? <laughs> well, guess, hey, listen, listen, hold, hold on. It doesn't rain in the desert. <laughs> yeah, but hold on. It rains wherever you go. Because I went to the Scooser race at Homestead. Gorgeous. 68 degrees sunny all and weekend. That's the first time it's happened that it hasn't rained at the winter series and probably since it began. I bring you to a race. What happens? No, 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 no. Don't blame it on me. <laughs> Who didn't go with you at, at the winter series aside from me? Maybe that's uh, the reason you got rain. You think? You, uh, oh, no, I don't know about that. That's a possibility, too, though. That's a possibility. That's funny. All right, folks, we are done. Thank you for tuning in for this edition of the EKN Outlap, our 15th episode of our preview podcast, which we started uh, about a year and a half ago. I think we started at the Supernats a couple years ago. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, of course, we'll book in this, all as we always do, with the debrief. We're scheduled to record the debrief, which is our race report podcast, on Tuesday. But in between there, lots of great action for you. We're going racing challenge style. Uh, again at phoenix arizona looking forward to it folks thank you so much for joining me here on the ekn radio network on behalf of david cole my name is rob howden bye for now